Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting around the world tonight, Friday, July 16th, 2021, on The Fringe FM. You can download The Fringe FM app for free to your mobile device to listen to The Fringe FM 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The Secret Teachings airing Monday through Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you'd like to catch the broadcast earlier in the day, afternoon, maybe you'd like to listen to it again after it airs, visit our website and subscribe to our archive, which will also give you access to the montages and digital versions of all of my books, including my original works that are no longer published. You get access to all of that. And if you subscribe for one year, you also get a free copy of one of those books. Just visit the website www.thesecretteachings.info. Click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Straightforward, very simple. Some might even say antiquated. That's the way I prefer it. Very, very simple. Very, very easy. Subscribe today to support the show and help us to continue to do what we do five nights a week right here on The Fringe FM. You can also contact us if you want to share information with us. The email is rdgable. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com. Our social media post, facebook.com forward slash the Secret Teachings. That's Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. There are some other ways that you can support the show as well. I've been talking about them the last few weeks. They are our affiliate sponsors, Pro One Water Filters and US Plus Health. There are links in the slider bar at the top of our website. If you click those links and you purchase a water filter, doesn't cost you anything additional, but we get a piece of that. Very small percentage, but it does, of course, support the show. Every dollar literally counts. And for US Plus Health, if you click their link, you get 20% off your entire purchase, even if that is a small purchase. It's exclusive to members of, or rather listeners of, or members of the Secret Teachings community, I could say, but listeners of the show or you can just use the promo code TST clean. That's TST clean. Also, want to give a big shout out to all of our new subscribers. We have a lot of new subscribers and two new subscribers, and only two on our Patreon page. I've never used Patreon before, but I've got the thing set up. I have posted the first Patreon behind the scenes video on Patreon. 
We have a couple of different tiers. One of them is more of a service-based tier. We have a tier called the Starter Pack, where you get to look at behind-the-scenes videos. You get fan requests, Patreon shout-outs. If you don't have my books, you also get digital downloads of those books. I also have another one, an Ascended Master, which is just a funny name, playing on the absurdity of the so-called New Age community. And that tier will get you all of the starter pack tier and also for time's sake um, I'm uh, reducing um, the uh, the amount of time to about an hour but there will be a phone call we can do a Skype a Skype call a phone call whatever that's part of your ascended master package through patreon but I'm only offering 10 of those at a time because I just I just do not have uh, I don't have the ability to uh, to talk to more than 10 people. That's 10 hours a month. That's that's quite a bit. So that is all on our Patreon page. Just go to our website, and you can find it pretty easily at the very top of the page. You'll see a link that says Patreon. You'll also find our top news on the website and much more, spending a lot of time starting the show tonight, giving you an idea of how to contact us, how to support us, and whatnot, so we don't have to go into a lot of that throughout the rest of the broadcast, because I want to focus tonight on something that is uh, a reoccurring theme in the music entertainment industry, something that I have pointed out, and others have pointed out, literally hundreds of times on radio before, on both this show and others like the Kev Baker show, we have pointed out the symbolic expressions produced by the music entertainment industry that for some seem like mere metaphor and don't, for some, have much more meaning than that. For others, like myself and if you're listening to this show, probably you as well, you realize that there's a, another meaning behind it. There's a deeper meaning behind the use of some of these symbols. One of them is the rose, and I want to talk to you about that tonight. Before we go any further, though, I want to give a shout-out to all of the new subscribers to the show from June until now, Suzanne Button, Shane Kristen Nagel, is it Kristen Nagel? Sorry, I butchered your name, Shane. Richard Stutzman, Michael Steed, Christy Estes, or Estes, William Spitznagel, Eamon Zayani, Wendy Williams, Will Griffin, and Kathleen Paquette. Kathleen, I know, has been a listener for a very long time. Thank you all for subscribing and supporting The Secret Teachings. I really would not be here if it were not for people that listen and people that subscribe to the show. So I want to thank you all for supporting what we do here and allowing us to do this broadcast five nights a week. Let me tell you a little bit about the rose and what the rose represents in Hollywood and the entertainment industry. But before we can even get to that, we have to understand what the rose represents in occult terms, the rose is seen as a symbol of love and beauty. 
Upon the cross, it's a symbol of divine love. It's a symbol of God. God in all things. Omnipresent, omnipotent. The rose and the cross is a symbol of redemption. The rose, of course, is the blood of Christ. The rose is dedicated to the Roman Venus. You know, the Venus goddess, goddess of love, or the Greek Aphrodite, goddess of beauty and sexual love. Aphrodite meaning born of foam, coming out of the ocean, out of the shell. See a big Botticelli-like Aphrodite shell at the large church in Temple Square, the Mormon church in Temple Square, Salt Lake City. They have a giant goddess-like shell there pouring water out of it because most of the Mormon church and the Mormon religion is based on uh, Judeo-Christian, I would suggest paganistic origins, uh, beliefs, traditions, symbols, etc., And uh, that's something interesting that I've documented in my book, Occult Arcana. I have a section on the Mormon church and the symbolism of the the actual structure of the church itself. It's very interesting. Uh, But the reason that I want to talk about the rose tonight is because for years I've talked about the music industry. And recently, Britney Spears, you all know Britney Spears, Britney Spears had an opportunity in court to voice the reason and to plea, to plead her case in Los Angeles to a judge of why she should be relieved of the conservatorship that she finds herself in. She had a mental breakdown. I'm sure most of you remember that too, back in 2008, 2007, 2008. And at that time, she was placed under a conservatorship of her father. Now, at the time... Britney Spears was placed under this conservatorship. There were others who were placed under a conservatorship. Other people that were placed under a conservatorship, other celebrities and people that are famous or semi-famous, seem to go through um, a a, a different situation than some of these, these celebrities that are in the music industry or that are actresses in Hollywood. Um, people are put under conservatorship, I would imagine, every day. But people like Britney Spears are a little bit different, or anybody who has hundreds of millions of dollars to their name or the potential to make hundreds of millions of dollars. At that point, they just become you know, a, a pawn. They become an asset to whoever controls them. In Britney's case, it's her, it's her father. A couple of years after Britney Spears was placed under her conservatorship, Amanda Bynes, the child star, was placed under her own conservatorship controlled by her mother. Her father also was involved, but her mother was given the legal conservatorship over Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes said that her father put a microchip in her brain, or he didn't do it himself, but he instructed handlers to put a microchip in her brain. I don't know if you remember that, but that was even on CNN, and I'm sure that if you go back and find that article, you can find a mocking tone to it. They're mocking and making fun of Amanda Bynes. But Amanda Bynes said her father instructed her handlers to put a microchip in her head to control what she said. This is a common theme with powerful, at least perceptually, rich pop stars and actresses in particular, but it also happens to actors And it happens to children as well. 
People like Rose McGowan have been speaking out about this abuse in Hollywood. She spoke out against Harvey Weinstein. It's a little bit, I would think, different, uh, different kind of abuse than the abuse that Britney Spears is going through. But, but she's spoken out ag- uh, about uh, against the industry, but about Brittany Murphy, the actress who died uh, several years ago. And at the time, she said Britney Spears was under the same controlling influence of the Hollywood music industry entertainment elite, and that Britney Spears was in a very bad position. Well, recently, just a few weeks ago, Britney Spears gave that testimony to an L.A. judge. Uh, she gave uh, her plea to relinquish the uh, her father from the conservatorship. And when she gave this uh, argument, she spoke about what she uh, had experienced. And I know that you might be thinking, what's the point in talking about this? It's irrelevant. It's just a rich pop star, and that's all that she is. Well, I wouldn't be so quick to write her conservatorship off for two reasons. One, because what's happening to Britney Spears and what continues and what has happened to Britney Spears and others in the entertainment industry is happening to all of us. No matter what your view is on the entertainment music industry, no matter what your view is on, you know, women or men or politics or race or whatever, that's it's happening to everybody. The second reason is if you consume the types of things produced by the entertainment industry, you are directly contributing to the types of abuse that people like Britney Spears are being forced to withstand under court order, nonetheless. So she gives this plea to the judge. They later deny that she can, she can finally be free. Free of what? Well, if you watch or listen or read what she said, you can watch some, some videos where they have, they've got the audio of it, or you can just listen to the audio, or you can read the transcript if you can find it. She says that she was forced to work and is forced to work seven days a week. She's forced to work against her will for simply questioning what was happening to her and the power that she should have had over her own affairs. She was put on lithium. She was taken to a rehab facility just like Miley Cyrus and Amanda Bynes and Kanye West. Same thing happened to him a couple of years ago. She was forced to undress naked in front of everybody. She had nurses and psych doctors coming in and out, evaluating her. She had no control over who she could see, who she could talk to. She didn't have control over her own reproduction. She was forced to have an IUD further leading to the speculation, as she referenced in her plea, that she was a sex slave. And, of course, having the forced IUD might help to reinforce that idea. Now Britney Spears is back, and that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Britney Spears posted, four days ago, a picture on Instagram. A picture where she said, All has been said and done full circle. Back to red. And in the picture, she's wearing a red and black piece of lingerie with black heels and a black choker. Back to red. Well, she's working on a new project, so it might be promotion for that. It's funny that this 
is the first social media appearance she makes after her conservatorship was extended, essentially. And the project she's working on is called Project Red or Project Rose. I want to tell you what that means when we come back to the secret teachings, the code in the music entertainment industry. I'm Ryan Gable. Stay with us. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the Secret Teachings Radio on the Fringe FM. If you enjoy the Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny. We are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. 
If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. I'm Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio. And I can't help but think of Lady in Red when I think of pretty much any celebrity in the music entertainment industry. And I was listening to this song earlier because four days ago, Britney Spears, who's been in the news about her conservatorship and a lot of people learning what that is for the first time, what a conservatorship is in legal terms, she pled to a Los Angeles judge her case and it was denied. She's remaining in her conservatorship with her father as conservator. And although it was denied, Britney Spears has a lot of fans that are still calling as they have been for a couple of years now to quote unquote free Britney or hashtag free Britney. And, uh, I found it interesting that as that kind of faded away after the plea to the judge, Britney Spears was back in the news. Four days ago, she's back in the news, and this is what the news says. The mainstream media reported on Britney Spears. They won't report on what she said in her hearing. You have to go to other websites or listen to shows like this to hear it or to read it. But the mainstream media said that Britney Spears is stunning on Instagram in her red and black lingerie. And I thought, okay, let me click that article, let me read it, and let me see what that's all about. So I clicked it and I read it. This is an article from Fox News, and this is what it says. Britney Spears is turning heads again on social media with her risque outfits. The 39-year-old pop star struck a sultry pose on Instagram in red and black lingerie. That was the first highlight I made. She accessorized her look with black heels and a black choker. She captioned the photo, which I'm sure she took herself, and it wasn't staged to promote a project. She captioned the photo with this, quote, All has been said and done full circle. Back to red. All capital with five explanation marks at the end, says in the article that her mention of red could be a reference to a personal project that she's working on. So you find out Britney Spears is working on a new project. Maybe the whole plea to the judge to get out of the conservatorship was a way to promote the new project. Maybe, maybe not. But nevertheless, this is what's intriguing. 
The name of the project is called Project Red, Lady in Red, or Project Rose, which has a similar meaning to it. And when I read that, I thought, well, that's going to be a show. And then as I started to think about it, I realized, wait a minute, I've overlooked some things here. One of the most outspoken people, one of the most outspoken women, one of the most outspoken celebrities against those like Harvey Weinstein and the general corruption in Hollywood and in the music industry is Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan went on Tucker Carlson just a few weeks ago and she gave testimony to Britney Spears and others in the entertainment industry and she said, quote, while we've all been entertained by Britney Spears, she's been being tortured. And I know it seems like one person, but they've done this to women and humans and whistleblowers and people they don't like. The monsters in power that control the puppet, not just her, but like the message it sends to every girl or every boy out there that you are disposable and the elite can own you. I played that clip for you on a broadcast last week. You can pull it up on YouTube, Rose McGowan on Tucker Carlson. It was just a few weeks ago. It was back at the very end of June this year, 2021. And that might be one of the most truthful, honest things you'll ever hear in the mainstream media. That not only are the little girls and the little boys in the entertainment industry disposable, but it sends a message to you sends a message to every little boy, every little girl. You are disposable, and the elite can own you. And the elite own Britney Spears. Now, there's no need to discuss who the elite are. We could name names. We know producers. We know people in the industry. We know directors, and we know people that have done terrible things, that have been convicted of these terrible things, specifically those that work for Disney. Disney executives across the board, former senators, people have done horrific things to children. But children are just the first stage. Children at that age, when you're a young child, that's when you're programmed. As you get older, you watch the case of Britney Spears as the deterioration of the mind sets in. She's placed under a legal conservatorship and she has every aspect of her life controlled, which again makes one think, Perhaps she's not really able to speak. And what she said in court was a script that she was reading that was written by her handlers. I don't know. But what I do know is after that and after her conservatorship hearing resulted in her remaining in the conservatorship, she goes to Instagram, or at least her handlers go to Instagram, and she says all has been said and done full circle, back to red. And you see her in the red lingerie with the black choker and the black heels. With all that eye shadow on. Britney Spears looks like, uh, well, I guess you could say a prostitute. She, she looks like a sex toy, a sex slave. A little sex kitten. Rose McGowan made those statements about Britney Spears and Britney Murphy and others in the industry. But what I overlooked was her name, Rose, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. 
And I thought, Britney Spears is promoting this project called Project Red or Project Rose. Now, I thought that that was the the perfect name considering what we've just found out about Britney Spears' personal life, what goes on behind the scenes when the cameras are off and the lights go down. We've seen now what goes on behind the scenes, even if it was just, you know, orchestrated, organized, scripted by her handlers. We know that what we've discussed for years here on The Secret Teachings and what others have discussed on radio and in in, in conferences and speeches and people have written in books about Hollywood and the music industry, we know that every detail might or might not be correct, but the general theme of sex slavery, mind control, and various forms of mental and physical and sexual abuse is spot on. Britney Spears' testimony and then her next public appearance confirms that. And I think it further confirms it if this whole media frenzy has been scripted and organized to bring Britney Spears more sympathy and attention. So while people want to support Britney and free Britney, free Britney, free Britney, what they're really doing is they're putting more energy, more money, more currency into Britney Spears, which does nothing for her except make her even more of a slave to her handlers. This is what has been going on with Britney Spears as she sets up up social media to promote her new project. Rose McGowan speaking out about Britney Spears and her abuse. And this Project Rose that she's working on, these things got me thinking. They got me thinking about some other stuff. They got me thinking about a singer named Poppy. We've talked about Poppy on this show. We've analyzed perhaps one of her most famous songs, Time Is Up, and how it relates to a Kanye West song called Power that came out about a decade ago, where he also talks about time being up. Time is up. I analyzed both of those songs, along with a number of other songs, in my book, The Technological Elixir. And in analysis, I found a relationship to what I guess you could say it's a theme, or at least it's an underlying theme in the music industry. And that is like this obsession with the end of the world, this, this obsession with, uh, with the apocalypse. And, and that's basically what Kanye West's song is about, that he has, he has all this power, all this, all this wealth, and he's just counting down the hours. And, and as he's singing this in the song, he is adorned with Egyptian symbols and iconography and surrounded by Egyptian iconography, symbols, uh, goddesses, etc., etc., etc. And that's a song that, if you haven't heard it, um, that's one thing, but if you haven't seen it, that's something that you really, really need to see. You need to see the Kanye West power video if you're interested in, in, in seeing and understanding exactly what has, what has been shown to the public in that video, which was released a decade ago. But I want to go back to the singer Poppy for a moment, because Poppy 
is obviously, I think it's obvious, it's not her real name. Her real name is Mariah Rose Pereira. She signed her first music deal in 2016 with Island Records, which is owned by Universal. Besides the sexualized nature of her work and herself, she looks like a very, very, very young girl, although she's in her mid-20s. Um, her content is probably some of the most powerfully suggestive in the industry. Uh, Poppy has done, I, I, I just, there's so many songs that this girl has done that you could literally do entire broadcasts on. Uh, she promotes artificial intelligence. She promotes the internet, um, as this wonderful thing that she wants, she wants to be connected to. Um, she says she fell in love with the internet. It's just very bizarre. Um, there's a video, she, there's videos and promotional things that she's done where she's like a, she's a rake. Uh, she's this horrible monster. Um, her face is all deformed and scratched up and it kind of looks like another, uh, singer, which is, she's far less known than, um, than, uh, uh, Poppy, her name is Jasmine Bean, and she does music where she worships the Hello Kitty as this Slender Man or rake-like entity. So l- let's look at a couple of things here. Poppy's real name is Rose. Of course, you have Rose McGowan. Of course, you have Britney Spears, who's working on Project Rose. And that announcement is made right after this whole conservatorship ordeal in the media. Now, Poppy did a song called Concrete. It was released in August of 2019. Throughout the song, she is wearing a black, what amounts to uh, a dress mixed with something that kind of looks like, uh, I don't know, something you wear on a spaceship. Uh, But there's a scene, so she's got the red dress on, but there's a scene at about a minute and 14 seconds where the lightheartedness of the song turns very dark and her red dress turns into a white gown with black ruffles and upside-down crosses. And as she's singing, she says, some people like candy, some people like coffee, but these lifeless flavors... Don't satisfy me. Do you know what satisfies her? I'll let her tell you. But I need the taste of young blood in my teeth. And as she says that, she begins to dig up the rose garden. Now, I don't know about you. But let's just say that her music was meant for people that are over the age of 25 or 30. Does that make it any better? Does that make it less suggestive of what she's suggesting? Do you know what she's suggesting here? A lot of people think when these music stars, when these pop stars, when these these celebrities, when they make music about making a deal with the devil, that it's a metaphor for a really bad relationship. The reality is, the devil is not the metaphor. The metaphor is the bad relationship. 
There's multiple levels to the words that are used. You can condense a lot. You can condense a whole movie, a whole idea, and a whole ideology into a short three to four minute music video with symbols and with visuals and with music and, and all of that. Lyrics, it can be condensed down and you get a, a hyper concentrated dose directly to the conscious and subconscious mind. So much so that it's like an earworm. It just repeats and repeats and repeats and repeats. The guy that they had a bad relationship with in the music, that seems to be consistently the metaphor. What these singers are saying is that they made a deal with the devil. Now, what exactly that means is up for debate. Did they sit down with Satan himself and sign a contract? I don't think that's what making a deal with the devil means. On another level, it's just making a bad deal with the industry and getting stuck in your contract and not being able to get out of it, being stuck like Britney Spears in her conservatorship. So here's the real question. When Britney Spears gave that plea, was that really Britney Spears talking or was that the industry forcing her to do this, essentially mocking her and trolling her and allowing her to say some of the, the arguably whitewashed or very simplified details of what has gone on behind the scenes, and then at the same time while giving people hope who are her fans and just decent human beings that think, well, this girl's not crazy, she should be on her own and, and, and using her own money and deciding whether she can have a family or not, while that's kind of what the average person sees, the industry is simply using her to acknowledge, to expose itself. And then after she is forced to remain in her conservatorship, she gets on Instagram dressed like a sex slave, which was mentioned in the testimony, by the way. And in a red dress, red lingerie, lady in red lingerie. And she says, all has been said and done full circle back to red and maybe that's a project she's working on what's the name of the project well it happens to be project rose here is poppy otherwise known as mariah rose that's her real name rose in a black and white outfit switching between red the red dress and the black and white outfit black and white multiple personalities or what some call mpd and here she is singing about what she desires as a as a flavor she tries to eat ice cream she tries to drink tea but she just can't seem to find anything she needs the taste of young blood in my teeth and then she goes to rip up the rose garden so think about it what what, what do you what do you honestly think that that means what do you honestly think that that represents digging up a rose garden well, it clearly represents a defiling of the innocent. And the innocent are not always the women that are abused by the horrible patriarchal men in the entertainment industry. Because as Rose McGowan said, this is being done to boys. It's being done to young girls. It's being done to everybody. It's being done to the audience. Not just the people that are performing like Britney Spears or Mariah Rose or people like Britney Murphy or anybody. You name them. Name them, and, and they fall into this category to some capacity, whether they participate willingly or they are forced to participate like Britney Spears. At least that's what she says. They're all experiencing virtually the same thing. You see the same symbols, the same theme, the same overarching 
concept in all of this music, whether these these pop stars come from YouTube or they come from uh, an enormous record company that, that, that harvests them, you know, uh, not from YouTube, not in the, 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 the more modern way that people become famous from videos on the Internet, defiling the innocent. What exactly is the innocent? Think about it for a second. It's not the, the, the virgin woman. A virgin doesn't necessarily mean a woman who hasn't had sex. A, a virgin could likewise mean a man who hasn't had sex. It's not even about sex. It's about defiling the virgin. The virgin is the child. And the child isn't even necessarily that which will be abused. The child represents innocence. So the rose is a symbol of many, many things. The rose is a symbol of love. It's a symbol of sexuality. It's a symbol of beauty. It's a symbol of redemption. It's a symbol of the blood of Christ. It's a symbol of perfection. It's a symbol of femininity. It's a symbol of fertility. It's a symbol of so many different things. But the rose is also, as a symbol of beauty, it's a symbol of innocence. It's a symbol of something that must be preserved. And if the rose is a symbol of something that must be preserved, then to dig the rose up and to mock the rose is to defile that which must be preserved. To defile that which must be preserved is to defile what that preservation is protecting. What it's protecting is the innocent. It's protecting the virgin. It's protecting the child. It's protecting the innocence of the viewer, you, that watch this and sing along with this. It's supposed to be protecting those that are using it as a symbol, which is not happening because those using it as a symbol, like Britney Spears with Project Rose, she's actually using it in an inverted fashion, she's being abused with the rose. She's being stabbed with the thorns. That's what's happening in this poppy video. She digs up the rose garden. It's defiling the innocent. And in this poppy video, like in other videos, her backup singers, backup dancers, all have the black and the white. They have part of their outfit is black, part of their outfit is white just like Poppy's black and white upside-down cross. She actually has two crosses on her outfit when she digs up the rose garden. Now, there's another lady, just for point of reference, there's another lady uh, named Sabrina Carpenter. She's a singer. She's an actress. Sabrina Carpenter has done some music, and uh, she's been on Disney before. That's a key point we'll come back to in a moment. Sabrina Carpenter has done some music where she likewise wears the same black and white outfit. Now that black and white outfit is very important. It'll bring us back to the rose because the importance of the clothing that these people wear, if it's it, it doesn't seem to be derived directly from uh, a particular artist, but there is an artist who has Dissociative Identity Disorder, DID. Her name is Kim Noble. Now, those with DID have multiple personalities or alters or alter egos. Each have their own name, age, background, etc. A lot of the work of Kim Noble features a black and white floor, similar to the floor of masonry to represent duality within nature. Two of her paintings in particular we've looked at on the show before. 
I did a presentation on uh, on the music industry, and I used these paintings uh, for the Fringe Fest last Halloween. And I've analyzed these in my book, The Technological Elixir, which is available on the website at thesecretteachings.info. And what you find in these two paintings is quite disturbing. The paintings are called Waiting Rose and Crying Rose. They feature checkerboard floors and a woman wearing a black and white dress. In the painting Waiting Rose, we see a patient and another woman holding a rose near her genitals. Obviously, the rose is a symbol of fertility, femininity, innocence, things that need to be preserved. The other piece of art, Crying Rose, shows that rose torn apart and laying at the feet of the woman while she sobs. The rose is clearly in this painting a symbol of femininity, purity, and sexuality, something that has been desecrated. Its desecration indicates trauma, abuse, rape, torture. And therefore, that makes it plain to see the consistent and incessant reference to such tortures within the music industry. What remains to be fully defined is the metaphor as it relates to either selling one's soul to the devil or being in a toxic relationship with a partner or the industry itself. Although both may be metaphoric, it would seem that the former reason of making a deal with the actual devil, whatever that devil is, amorality, perversion, desecration of the innocent, sacrilegious, just like Poppy mocks the crucifixion in her songs, and she's not a satanic singer, it would seem that the making of a deal with the devil in whatever capacity that is is far more literal in some yet-to-be-fully-understood-or-properly-explained way. From Miley Cyrus to Mariah Rose to Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, Eminem, and Taylor Swift, we see clear references to multiple personalities, disassociative identity disorder, handlers, drugs, alcohol, sexual and other abuses, and a general theme of mind control mixed with artificial intelligence, robots, and the repetitive relating of a romantic partner or industry contract as being a keen to a deal with the devil. Any such notion is always dismissed as, that's paranoia, it's a metaphor, you don't understand. Well, that may be the case, but I still wonder, you may still wonder, why so many supposedly talented people can't find a better way to relate to the public about their abusive relationship with the industry or with a partner. Why, why do they always sing about the same exact thing? They use the same exact imagery, the same exact symbols. Why? There's clearly a reason. It's being ordered and it's being organized by the industry. On July 12th, just this week, 2021, it was announced that Britney Spears was stunning social media again. Just days after her plea with a Los Angeles court and the rejection by a judge to end her conservatorship, Brittany pops up on social media on Instagram with a red and black piece of lingerie accompanied by black heels and a black choker. Now, it should be obvious here the relationship between this post, her sexualization, which has been going on since before she was 18 years old, and what I refer to as the lady in red. Her caption on the post with the lingerie once again read, All has been said and done full circle. Back to red. And all capital letters. Explanation mark five of them. As one Fox News article pointed out, Spears' mention of red could be a reference to a personal project she's working on. The toxic singer has previously called it Project Rose, Project Red. 
Now think about that for a moment. She gives this testimony about how she is, and she references it in the song, uh, excuse me, not in the song, in the, in the, in the plea, um, although she does reference it in a song, several songs. Uh, she's a marionette, she's a puppet, she's a slave for you. That's just a clever song about a boy. Well, you clearly haven't watched enough Britney Spears or listened to Britney Spears to know that it's, or the industry for that matter, to know that it's more than just about a guy or sex or whatever they, they tell you it's about. But if you if you, you listen to that, she basically says she's a sex slave. She actually references that. The only, the only people that are forced to do what she's forced to do, you know, in, in essence, be they're drugged, they're watched 24 hours a day, they're, they're forced into doing whatever their handlers want them to do. She's basically being pimped out. The only people that this happens to, especially in Hollywood and, and California, that are work seven days a week with hardly any breaks, these people are sex slaves or just slaves in general. Forget the drop the sex part. They're just slaves. You know, people might say you're, you know, I'm a slave to my job. Well, you get to go home at the end of the day. You get to decide if you have kids at the end of the day. You get to decide where you spend your money at the end of the day. Britney Spears doesn't. Most of the women in the industry don't. You want to talk about women's rights and femininity? How about you start with people like Britney Spears? How about you start with the women in the music industry that are being abused, tortured, raped, and whored out? Why don't you start with them? Now, we don't do that because we're entertained by Britney Spears. Oops, she did it again. So it's just fun. We don't care about that. We don't really care about people that do the horrible things that we hear about from the music industry. Why? Because I don't want to hear about it. It's just too much. I'll listen to the music. I'll support the producers that torture and rape the little kids. I'll support the, hell, I'll go, I'll go see Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'll go see X-Men. It doesn't matter if they're, they're produced and directed by actual pedophiles. It doesn't matter you know, if, if Disney is predominantly run by pedophiles. And we're going to look at that a little bit in the next hour, because Britney Spears, she began her career with Disney. A lot of people don't remember that or might not remember that. She was in the, the Mickey Mouse Club or the Mouse House. She's in the Mickey Mouse House, and she was bred from a young age to be what she is today. And then after we analyze Britney Spears and her relationship to Disney, and we look at some other interesting things I found in the entertainment industry relating to Miley Cyrus, that famous I would say it's famous for me and for this show, that Black Mirror episode about uh, this pop star that is drugged and uh, has her intellectual property stolen when she realizes she has handlers and she wants to be free of that. Uh, Miley Cyrus's handler in that TV episode is her aunt, very similar to Amanda Bynes, very similar to Britney Spears. But in that episode, uh, there's also artificial intelligence and robots as you see in a lot of Black Mirror episodes. And her name is Ashley, which is also the name that Amanda Bynes took up on social media after her original social media account was taken over by her mother when she was placed under conservatorship. Ashley, Brittany, very common, consistent names in the industry. Roses, the red dress, what does it all mean? And then we're going to analyze Poppy's new video that came out two weeks ago called Her about... Well, it just basically looks like creating mind-controlled robotic slaves. More bricks in the wall. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. It's the lady in red, lingerie, that is, bleeding black. And so many people support it because it's just fun. 
I don't think it's fun. I think it's horrible. I think it's disgusting. I think there's something more than we see on the surface in the music industry that we hear with our ears. We're going to break it down when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Go to our website. Subscribe to the archive, www.thesecretteachings.info. Get access to everything, the montages, the archive, the digital books, everything on the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. Stay with us. There's more after this. Lifting the veil and peering into the abyss should only be done with the proper tools. Get them right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And don't forget to download the Fringe FM app for free for your mobile device. Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Yeah, I don't know what to do! 
you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality. Edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volume, deliver consistent sound. Live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization. Episode upload to hosting. Live call screening. Balance levels and loudness measure broadcast standards. Full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm a slave to the music industry. I'm a slave to whatever it is that I've made a deal with. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings right here on the Fringe FM. I am a slave for you. Don't worry. It's just a song about sex and a song about whatever they say it's about. A lot of these songs that you hear in the music industry, they always give you this this very simple background. Oh, it was about a, an ex-partner. It's about a bad relationship. Oh, I shouldn't have made a deal with the devil. And by the devil, I mean music industry. It's, just, it's too much. I've just been, uh, you know, I've been worked too much, and uh, I just don't, I, it's not good. I should have remained an independent artist. You just hear the same story over and over and over and over again until you realize that the bad boyfriend or that the industry is the metaphor. They're literally making a deal with something. What that something is, your guess is as good as mine. I call it the devil. I call it evil. One, because it sucks the life out of these performers. Uh, it sucks the life out of the people that they perform for. And living or life inverted is death, which is the essence. It is the, 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 the idea of the devil. D-E-V-I-L. Lived backwards. The devil. An inversion of life. I also call it the devil because the devil is removed from God, uh, harmony, morality, virtue, uh, removed from uh, positivity, light, whatever you want to call God, order, 
in the universe. The devil is removed from all of those things. So to make a deal with the devil is to make a deal with things that are immoral or amoral, that lack morality at all, that are void of life, that are degenerate, that are discriminatory, that are just what we would call evil. We just call them evil. Britney Spears has been around for a long time. She's been around since I was a kid. Uh, She began her career back in the late 1990s. Some of you might remember when Britney Spears began her career. She signed her first record deal with Jive Records in 1997 at age 15. And her image as a young girl was, of course, sexualized immediately. Her first album, Baby One More Time, along uh, with her schoolgirl look, uh, was released in 1999 when she was 17. In the year 2000, after reaching 18, Britney released a third album uh, titled as her, or excuse me, not a third album, released her second album, I Did It Again. Uh, a year later in 2001, she released a third album titled Britney. And perhaps the most well-known of any of those Britney Spears songs of, of that or any other time is the song I'm a Slave for You, a song I just played a little clip of there coming in from break. Perhaps one of her most famous songs, I'm a Slave for You. I'm a Slave for You. So think about this for a moment. What exactly is Britney Spears' background? Britney Spears' programming, as I would call it, some of you probably would call it, began with Disney's The Mickey Mouse Club. This was before she was 15 years old. Began with The Mickey Mouse Club. I don't know if you know about The Mickey Mouse Club, but The Mickey Mouse Club was not a really great place for kids. What exactly happened to Britney Spears in that Mickey Mouse Club? Well, we probably will never know. But before we can understand that, we need to go back a little bit further. We need to go back to an actress named Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes went through a transition, just like Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan and so many others, where they shaved their head or they did something that was outrageous. They had a breakdown in public and they were declared insane or that they had dementia. It's the same old story told a thousand times a year. There's thousands of people that are in the entertainment industry that go through this. You know, Lindsay Lohan in 2016, she's just doing an interview and she just breaks into a random accent, just like Britney Spears broke into a random English accent one time wearing a pink wig. She has other personalities. Not because she's crazy, but because she's been programmed with other personalities. Amanda Bynes, the blue wig, the microchip in her head. Same exact thing. Amanda Bynes went through one of these transitions in 2013 before a year later in 2014 declaring that she was under the control of a microchip in her brain. In 2013, Amanda Bynes was placed under the supervision of her mother in a temporary conservatorship lasting through 2020. As a result, she lost control of her social media account to her mother. In 2014, Amanda was admitted to a facility in Pasadena, California on an involuntary emergency psychiatric hold. Her admission came just hours after she published a number of social media posts alleging her father was verbally, physically, and sexually abusing her. Bynes said, in defense of her actions and her social media posts at the time, Quote, my dad never did any of those things. The microchip in my brain made me say those things, but he's the one that ordered them to microchip me. End quote. 
Now, in February of 2021, after Amanda Bynes' conservatorship was supposed to have ended, Amanda began tweeting that her mother refused to relinquish control of her finances, among other things. An article from Film Daily, news film website, in February of 2021, summed up the previous eight years of Bynes' life with the headline, What Happened to Amanda Bynes? The Tragic Story of a Nick Child Star. That's Nick Nickelodeon. But what also happened to Britney Spears? The tragic story of a Mickey Mouse Club kid. Well, we know a lot of things about Disney. We know a lot of things now, like we have for years, that Disney is a magnet for sexual predators looking to get access to children. Dozens of Disney employees, it's probably in the hundreds now, dozens have been publicly arrested in child sex stings over the years. In fact, when I lived in Florida... When I was a kid, I didn't know anything about Disney, anything about the music industry or anything like that. I was drinking, you know, Mountain Dew and eating Domino's pizza and playing Halo or something. You know, I wasn't aware of any of this stuff. But when I was living there, I remember distinctly watching the news one night at my grandma's house. And there was a story about how Tigger, you know, one of the Pooh Bear characters, Tigger at Disney World, had uh, molested some kids. And I'll never forget hearing that story that Tigger took some kids into these you know, tunnels that don't exist under Disney. This was like Bay News 9, local news. It was a big story. Um, my grandma lived in St. Pete, right on the other side of the, uh, of the Howard Franklin Bridge coming from Tampa. And so Central Florida is like an hour and a half, hour 45 minutes away. That's where Disney is, of course. And uh, never to forget it, Tigger molested some kids. Uh, and that's happened many times at Disney. In Florida, and I imagine it happens all the time at Disneyland in California, Disney is a magnet for sexual predators. You ever heard of a movie called Powder? My friend Jack has been telling me to watch this movie uh, at least for two years now, and I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it after the show tonight. Uh, It's about a very sensitive kid who kind of has like these powers or something, Jack said. I've, I've never seen the movie, but... I do know that the director of the movie worked for Disney. Victor Seva, who's a child care worker, and he directed some movies for Disney. He was sentenced to three years in state prison in 1988 for molesting a 12-year-old boy. The young boy had acted in two of Victor's films. Seva also videotaped the abuse. He videotaped the abuse of the boy. Victor Seva, if I get this correct, was the director of the movie Powder. Now, after his prison sentence, Disney rehired him, releasing the movie Powder in 1995. I believe it was 1995. In 2017, we did some shows on this. John Healy, J-O-N Healy, director of music publishing at Disney, was charged with three felony accounts of child sexual abuse. This included sexually abusing two girls ages 11 and 15. In 2009, notice that these are recent incidences. These aren't confined to some some past decade. Uh, These are recent, like in the last couple of years. In 2019, a former Disney executive vice president, Michael Laney, was convicted of sexually abusing an even younger girl. She was seven. He was charged with three counts of rape and three counts of sex abuse. Think about that for a second. Disney director, a director of music publishing at Disney, 
and a vice president of Disney, all tortured, raped, abused, whatever words you want to apply. They did really nasty stuff with kids, and they were convicted. One child was seven years old, the vice president of Disney, executive vice president Michael Laney, convicted of sexually abusing a seven-year-old girl. Are you kidding me? And people just, oh, I lo- Disney is so wonderful. If Disney is so wonderful, it's just, a, just so wonderful, then why does Disney consistently hide? It'd be one thing if Disney lied and were like, we didn't know they were, Tigger was, you know, raping children in the tunnels. It's another thing for Disney to be like, yep, uh, we know about it, and uh, we're just waiting for him to get out of prison. And then they send a they send the Mickey Mouse mobile to pick the guy up out of prison, and they give him a they give him a, a job. If you don't believe me, look these people up. Look up Michael Laney, Associated Press, 2019, convicted of sexually abusing a seven year old girl, a seven a seven year old girl. He was charged with three counts of rape and three counts of sex abuse. Then you have others like James Gunn, a Disney writer and director. James Gunn was fired after sexually explicit tweets relating to children. I mean, do, do you joke about this? Do you joke about fisting a little boy? Uh, James Gunn does. Another former Disney chairman. Oh, and Democratic Senator George Mitchell was one of the people that visited Jeffrey Epstein's little pedo blackmail operation island. We also know that Epstein's partner, Ghislaine Maxwell, whose father was Israeli intelligence, Mossad, worked with Disney before. You know where she worked? You've probably seen the pictures. She worked with Disney's Save the Children while Disney executives are raping seven-year-olds. You know, I watched uh, Lord of the Rings the other night. Uh, honestly, had never seen the whole Lord of the Rings. And just please laugh at me and you know tell me I'm <laughs> decades late to the party, but I finally watched all the Lord of the Rings uh, like two weeks ago. Finally finished them with, uh, with Hope, my fiancé. And we watched all the Lord of the Rings, and I asked her if she knew anything about Elijah Wood because I said, I, I don't really think Elijah Wood was was a great actor unless he wasn't supposed to be that good of an actor in the movie because he was just this regular old hobbit. So I kind of understood it. But I remember Elijah Wood doing an interview about how his mother didn't let him go to these Hollywood-like parties. It was because they were they were raping the boys. And his mom saved him, and he called the people in the industry vipers. And, you know, from Elijah Wood to Corey Feldman to Bella Thorne, uh, the industry is literally, the music industry, the entertainment industry is literally crawling with, with pedophiles, with predators that are preying on children, among others. They, they program the children, just like the, the priests do. Uh, in the 300 Predator Priest story that came out from Pennsylvania a couple of years ago. All kinds of sexual abuses. From a young age, the grooming and the programming begins for the real work as an adult. Britney Spears' programming began with Disney's The Mickey Mouse Club before she ever signed a record deal with Jive Records in 1997 at age 15 where she's in her little schoolgirl outfit and she looks all cute. 
She's sexualized in her first album, Baby One More Time. She's, she's under 18, but she becomes a sex symbol real quick. By the time she is 18 years old, in 2000, she released the album, I Did It Again. And in 2001, she released the album with the song, I'm a Slave for You, and her image began to change even more dramatically. Knowing what we know about Hollywood and Disney, we have no need to look for a deep, uh, deeper meaning into the abuse of Britney Spears. Like Amanda Bynes, Spears was placed under a conservatorship after her head shaving breakdown in 2017 and her overall mental health crisis throughout 2008. These are two very good examples of what happens in the industry. Now, you might recall Britney's breakdown. Now, rather than, uh, I mean, in Amanda Bynes' case, she had her mother as conservator back in 2013, but in Britney Spears' case, her father took over, Jamie Spears, took control of her person and estate in 2008. In 2019, Jody Montgomery was appointed by the court as a temporary conservator over personal matters. Britney's father didn't like that too much. As an article from NPR from June of 2021 stated, Britney Spears is under conservatorship. It attempted to explain the situation in a what I would call a whitewash terminology that was easy to consume for the average reader. On June 23rd of 2021, Brittany entered a plea with a Los Angeles Superior Court judge requesting an end to her conservatorship. After years of public calls by her fans to free Brittany, and after years of those calls and a plea to the court, it was rejected on June 24th. NBC News reported judge denies request to remove Britney Spears' father as co-conservator. The article further states how the court sealed a number of documents from public record because of concerns about the singer's privacy. They obviously don't care if she's getting naked in front of a bunch of people in a quote-unquote rehab facility, which is basically a brainwashing center where she's pumped full of lithium and probably whored out to a number of Hollywood scum and executives or perhaps politicians as well, just like the story of Kathy O'Brien. So her father filed a petition to investigate the claims his daughter made while filing a response on the same day, late June, as the petition over Jody Montgomery, claiming that she does, quote, not reflect her wishes. So the father says this other woman doesn't reflect Britney's wishes. Okay, well, what are Britney's wishes? Unless you listen to the entire 24-minute plea given by the pop star, you will be hard-pressed anywhere in media with the exception of a few sources in radio or print to hear or read anything she alleged. Instead, you will hear mainstream and legal jargon used to acknowledge Britney's situation while arbitrarily justifying that she is still insane or that she has dementia. Others say, this is classic how the patriarchy works. They label the woman insane and then they take everything from her. Really? Well, they did the same. They're doing the same thing to Kanye West and they're doing the same thing to a bunch of uh, men and women, old and young, boys and girls. If you're still hung up on patriarchy, you really missed the, the, the train, the bus. You really missed, you know, what's going on. Rather than the rantings of a mentally ill, ultra-wealthy pop star, you see a different story with Britney. Britney's story is one of the first heavily detailed admissions of what goes on within the entertainment industry overall, and in the music industry in particular. She claims that she was forced to perform against her will, threatened, forced to uh, undergo psychiatric care under the cloak of rehab, like Kanye West was, taken to UCLA where Dr. Jolly and Wes used to do experiments on mind control uh, for the CIA. She was placed on drugs for asking questions, given lithium, had the doctor uh, 
uh, or had she's had doctors uh, uh, monitor 24 hours a day. Uh, the door from her room was removed, so she had no privacy even when she got naked to change her clothes. Uh, imagine they watched her in the shower, too. She was kept from personal relationships, controlled in her movements. She was traumatized. She was abused. She was a for, uh, forced to receive an IUD to control her reproduction. And she also alleges, perhaps while subtly admitting the truth, that the only people work the way she is, seven days a week with no breaks, were girls being sexually trafficked. Britney Spears does not even have access to her own credit cards, passport, cash, or her phone. She has no decision-making ability in her own affairs. And she says that her father loved the, quote, control to hurt his own daughter 100,000%. He loved it. It's funny because her father asserted that Jody Montgomery did not reflect her wishes and that he should remain in control as her conservator despite his daughter's actual wishes. While the court seals documents from public record over concerns about the singer's privacy, Brittany was getting naked in front of a bunch of handlers with no door on her room and simultaneously being pumped full of lithium. It's a wonderful world in the entertainment industry, and we support it every time we we put our energy into watching these videos, listening to this music, but in particular, buying it, paying for it in some way. You're supporting it. Don't support it anymore. Now, some of you may be familiar with another actress named Miley Cyrus. Sure, you know Miley Cyrus. She had a television show called Hannah Montana, a program for children. And that is exactly what it is, a program. Once she left the show, which was about a girl putting on a blonde wig and becoming an alter ego, she became hypersexualized in a very rapid fashion. And she had similar Sexual pictures taken uh, that were very similar to what Lindsay Lohan had done uh, with just a bunch of random men around her ready to have sex with her. There's also uh, reference in media to handlers dictating her movements. Even her father, Billy Ray Cyrus, commented on that. Billy Ray Cyrus further stated in 2011 that the television show Hannah Montana, quote, destroyed my family. End quote. And what you have here is a show for children about a girl who, when putting on a blonde wig, becomes a famous singer with an alter ego. Hannah Montana first aired in 2006 on Disney when Miley was only 13 years old. 13 years later, in 2019, Miley played the same part in the adult version of this show for an episode of Black Mirror called Rachel, Jack, and Ashley 2. I don't know if you've seen that song or excuse me, seen that, that that episode. I don't know if you've seen that episode, but in that episode, Miley Cyrus begins to break the programming. Her handlers, including her aunt, who is basically her conservator, watch her in her dressing room with a camera. Presumably, it's implied, watching her get undressed as well. They see she's not taking her drugs. She's writing in her diary, free thoughts. So they induce a drug laid into coma and they use a machine to steal her thoughts so that they can continue to produce music. And they turn her into a holographic performer. Now the character, Ashley, also became a real thing. Miley Cyrus played Ashley O as a character in both real life and in television. 
the breaking of control leading to forced drugging, lying to the public, and then forced coma or conservatorship, guarantees the handlers that they can extract and exploit the intellectual talents of their victims. Whereas Britney Spears' father and Amanda Bynes' mother played conservator, Ashley O. was controlled by her aunt. Now, it's a little bit of a weird connection, but in 2014, when barred under conservatorship from her Twitter account, Amanda Bynes created a separate account with the handle PersianLA27. On this account, she went by the name Ashley. Ashley O. They are creating archetypical characters and they are programming these kids at a young age. They are being raised into Britney Spears, into Miley Cyrus. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show tonight, from the perversion and the desecration of that innocence represented by the rose, which you can see all throughout the music industry, we can find the meaning, the reasoning, the purpose behind the usage of these types of symbols. Why the rose? Is it just because of the innocence, the desecration of the innocence? Now Britney Spears is back on social media. And Britney Spears on social media, she says she's back in red to promote in red and black lingerie a project called Project Rose. And funny enough, literally a week after she gave a plea to an L.A. judge, she pled, pled to the judge, please, in this conservatorship, it's wrong. The singer Poppy put out a song supposedly be uh, supposed to be about a, a, an old partner that she worked with in the industry poppy released a song called her and you've got to hear this song when we come back it's basically about creating an entertainment music industry sex slave that's basically what the song's about i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings there's more after this please don't go anywhere you don't want to miss this last segment stay with us You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in soft cover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, 
and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, right here on the Fringe FM. Now this is a uh, new poppy song called Her. I don't know about you, but if you listen to the lyrics, or if you read the lyrics, or God forbid you watch the video, you'll see what looks more like a song about creating music industry slaves. Literally manufacturing what look like robotic humanoids to perform for a master. This is a song that was released seven days after 
Britney Spears called into a hearing at the Los Angeles County Superior Court addressing Judge Brenda Penny regarding her conservatorship. Her conservatorship remains intact after that hearing. The court denied allowing Britney Spears to walk out of her conservatorship. Why that matters to you, maybe it doesn't. But here's what we know. Britney Spears grew up in the Mickey Mouse Club. She grew up with Disney. We know that Disney is crawling with sexual predators from directors of films to music directors to former vice presidents to Democratic senators uh, that worked with Disney to uh, people that might not have abused kids but surely made some bizarre remarks as James Gunn did on Twitter about children and sexuality. Uh, Disney is crawling with people that have literally raped and tortured children. It's a magnet for these predators. Knowing what we know about Disney and knowing what we know about Hollywood, we don't really have to look any further to understand what's happening to Britney Spears and what's happening to others in the industry, music industry in particular. We've looked at the story of Amanda Bynes and Britney Spears in detail. We've also looked at the part reality, part fiction of Miley Cyrus playing Hannah Montana and the new adult version, Ashley O., and how Amanda Bynes in 2014 created an alter ego called Ashley. Ashley O. was also the human version of an Ashley 2 T-O-O, which was a robot that had part of Ashley's brain, or Miley Cyrus's brain, in an episode of Black Mirror. That little tiny robot is also real. There's actually a little teeny tiny robot that you can get for your kids that will listen and watch and do everything that a bunch of perverted, degenerate scum might want a spying device put into your little girl or your little boy's bedroom to do. I don't know, watch the kids get dressed, watch them get a diaper change. I don't know what turns on these pedophile pervert pieces of trash, but that robot is real. And guess who had financial investments in it? It's a little hard to find the information, but Jeffrey Epstein had financial investments in it. Do you know who was a big supporter of Jeffrey Epstein? Well, it was none other than a Democratic senator, George Mitchell, who was also former Disney chairman, who visited Jeffrey Epstein's blackmail pedophile island, along with Ghislaine Maxwell, who worked with Disney to save the children. That might be enough to wake you up, to shake you out of your complacency, and to show you what Disney and Hollywood really are all about. Or you can listen to Elijah Wood or Bella Thorne or Corey Feldman. You can listen to the countless, I would call them nameless because they're not household names, but the countless nameless people who come forward with claims of, of rape and torture and abuse. Hell, a former Disney executive raped a seven-year-old girl multiple times and was convicted of it. Disney not only hires people that are convicted pedophiles, Disney, it seems, because they don't fire them when it happens, and they rehire them after they've been to prison, they've been to jail, Disney seems to seek out these people. Perhaps Disney is not a magnet for sexual predators. Perhaps Disney 
is the sexual predator, and they're just looking for more predators. That's what Disney seems to be. That's the cesspit that Britney Spears came out of. That's the cesspit that Amanda Bynes' uh, child stars came out of. Amanda Bynes came out of Nickelodeon, which is really no better. That's the uh, Disney is the cesspit that Sabrina Carpenter came out of. Disney is the cesspit. It, it, it's it is there's really not a name for it. Disney is a a black magic empire of pedophilia, of degeneracy, and of sexual degradation, particularly of the innocent, of what innocence is represented by, and that is the rose, the color red. The rose is a symbol of not only femininity and fertility and purity. The rose is a symbol of innocence, like virginity is not just a virgin girl or a virgin boy. It's a child. You'll notice that the rose comes up time and time again. Britney Spears is back in the news this week. Not about her conservatorship, but about a new project she's working on. She sported a red and black piece of lingerie to promote a project called Project Rose. There's also Rose McGowan who spoke out on Tucker Carlson about the abuse in the entertainment industry, and she said something that was just incredibly profound. I played the clip of it last week. She said that while we've all been entertained by Britney Spears, or you could insert anybody here, Britney Spears, you name them, uh, she's been, or they've been, being tortured. And I know it seems like one person, but they've done this to women and humans and whistleblowers and people they don't like. The monsters in power that control the puppet, not just her, but like the message it sends to every girl or every boy out there that you are disposable and the elite can own you. The elite can own you. Here's a girl who is owned by the elite, who has sang about poisoning children and poisoning the family and how she wants to exterminate human beings, but it's all just a fun political commentary on hot-button issues. The singer known as Poppy, or That Poppy. Her real name, Mariah Rose. Mariah Rose Pereira. Signed her first music deal in 2016 with Island Records. Now, I want to make clear before we analyze her newest song. If you think about the transition of uh, how women in the entertainment music industry have been sexualized, think about this. Britney Spears was in a little schoolgirl outfit. And Britney Spears, you know, even though she was at one point, she's under 18, but then after she's over 18, it just exploded in the sexuality. Uh, yeah, sure. Sexuality sells. Great. I get it. But once you allow for a 17, 18 year old to be exploited in such a way in, in a seemingly innocent way, because it's just music. Don't you love art? It's just music. Once you allow that girl or that boy or anybody to be exploited in that way and you support it, you give credibility and power to those that are doing the exploiting. They then take it a step further because you're no longer satisfied with the girl in the schoolgirl outfit. Now you want to see something else. And I would apologize for being, you know, 
what I'm about to say might be a little bit grotesque to you or a little bit, you know, uh, just offensive. But if, if you want to watch, you know, a Britney Spears girl in a schoolgirl outfit have like relatively soft core sex and, and you accept that as a sexualized youth, that leads to, well, let's have the same girl in an anal position. And then let's have the same girl getting gangbanged. And then let's have the same girl being beaten and tortured and tied up. Not consensual BDSM, folks. And then when you're not satisfied with that anymore, let's slit her throat, blow her head off, and make a snuff film. Let's torture her to the point where she begs for death. And eventually, you get to a point where nothing will satisfy you. So that becomes routine. That's what's happened in the music industry. That's what's happened in the entertainment industry. That's what's happened to our culture. Because you accepted Britney Spears in a schoolgirl outfit and thought it was funny. Now Britney Spears in a schoolgirl outfit is something that I'd, I'd rather see Britney Spears in a schoolgirl outfit than, than what I see today. And what I see today are people that they're not even women that are sexualized or men that are taken advantage of. They're young adults who are exploited as being, one, younger than they really are, but two, as being something that they're not. Not a celebrity, but an actual monster. I, I don't mean that metaphorically. I mean an actual literal monster. I said this on the Kev Baker show last week. If you just came up to somebody in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, hell, the 80s, or even the 90s, and said, look, we want to get rid of men, we want to get rid of women, we want to get rid of the family, we want to get rid of all this. Uh, people in the 50s and 60s would have uh, declared you insane. But if you make it a slow, progressive, and it's very, very liberal, and it's very much social justice, if you make it about that, people were more willing to accept it, even though they don't understand what it is. So it begins with a youthful-looking Britney Spears. Your end goal is ending humanity and merging the remainder of humanity with machines. You can't just go there like that in the 50s. So you started in the late 80s and the 90s, and you move in that direction. And then Britney Spears, sexualized young woman, totally decimates what it means to be a woman or what it means to be feminine or what it means to be a little girl once people are confused about that and children are confused and little boys are confused then you progress to the next step the next step is your your lady gaga slightly more provocative certainly more raunchy i mean lady gaga has a song where she literally is sold as a sex slave it's called bad romance that's literally what the song's about so you accept that, and then we move on to the next stage, where it's not about exploiting women anymore. It's about eliminating the idea, the concept, or the visualization of the female entirely from the equation, eliminating it. That's where you get Billie Eilish, ball on high, the first king of hell on high. Eilish is on high. Billie ball, ball is Sumerian for the first king of hell. It is the devil on high. That's her name in Sumerian. And her song, Bury a Friend, 
from the idea that you must kill a relative like Kanye West and his mother to get somewhere in the industry or kill a family member, uh, you know, a friend, uh, bury a friend, uh, drugs, uh, demonic pacts, uh, levitation, powers of the devil, uh, being forced into bondage, servitude, uh, homages to Marilyn Monroe, sex kit and mind control, all of that in the Billie Eilish song. You accept that, and then you get Poppy. You get Jasmine Bean. You get women that really aren't women. They're not really young girls even. It's not like, oh, you know, Poppy's kind of cute. I hope she's over 18. If I'm having these, uh, you know, these, I'm looking at her and thinking, oh, she's she's kind of hot. I hope she's over 18. No, you don't even have those thoughts because she's not even a girl. Her former uh, organizer, her former uh, collaborator, partner, created this robot-like character that, we call Poppy. Her real name is Mariah Rose. And that character is all about the internet and artificial intelligence and how humans need to die because humans are disgusting and gross and we need to merge humans with machines. And there's a lot of complex stuff to be thinking about for a very young 20-year-old girl when she first signed her record deal five years ago. You know, it's like that Men in Black where he shot the little girl with the physics books. He's like, she's about to start some shit. You know, I wouldn't want some guy to come in the gym and bust my ass while I'm doing, <laughs> doing weights. That's why I didn't shoot the alien, you know, hanging off the light post. This girl's got advanced physics. That, that That's way too advanced for her. She's about to start something, you know. Well, Poppy has basically played that same part. Poppy is this, this, this robotic AI-like character who's worshipped by her fans. It's like a, it's like a cult. A lot of singers have have cults like this, but Poppy's is a different kind of cult. Poppy and Jasmine Bean and Billie Eilish are what you get when you accept even an 18-year-old Britney Spears in a schoolgirl outfit. You don't see schoolgirl outfits much anymore. No, we're past that. We're to the part where we want to bind children and torture them to death because that has now become the dominant cultural acceptance. I can tell you all day about the rose. I can tell you how the rose is a flower. It's love and beauty. I can tell you the significance of Mariah Rose, her fake name, Poppy, the poppy flower, the poppy seed. I can tell you the significance about that. I can tell you about the the, the, the redemption of the blood cross, the red cross, the symbol of Venus and Aphrodite, uh, the rose having five petals associated with the pentagram, the five pointed features of the pentagram and 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 the and the uh, rose uh, associate with the five petaled apple blossom, uh, which is a member of the rose family. Uh, it's a, the rose is a symbol of purity, like Snow White. It's a representation of heavenly perfection and earthly desire, fertility, chastity, the divine and the infernal. Uh, on the apron of the master mason, three roses act as reminders of faith, secrecy, and science. It's a sacred symbol, the roses, in the initiation ceremonies into the mystery schools. Each color of the rose has a different meaning. Red signifies male energy, passion, love. White is female energy, innocence, and purity. Yellow for compassion, pink for friendship. Black doesn't really exist naturally, but it's a symbol of death and depression. Orange for optimism. Each rose has its own color. Each rose is incredibly important. It's a powerful symbol. 
But even though I tell you all that, it, it, it might mean very little when we relate the Rose to the industry and Britney Spears' new project called Project Rose and coming out in the red dress, the lady in red, the red lingerie on her Instagram. Just after she says, I'm being tortured, I'm being traumatized, I can't even decide who I have sex with, and if I can get pregnant or not, I want more children, they're controlling everything about me, I have no control over my own money, my cell phone, my passport, they are doing everything in their power to prevent me from speaking, to control everything that I do. That makes you question if what she's saying is even true. At least it makes me question that. And a week after that, after that plea on June 23rd, Poppy, or Mariah Rose, released a new song. Here's the new song. It's called Her. Pay close attention to it. You might want to watch the video, too, because it's a bunch of robots being created to perform with guitars. And listen to the lyrics of this. It's quite significant, especially the timing of its release. Call her a whore, then pick her up, throw her on the floor. Give her a taste, take it away, under your thumb, tell her to stay. Don't say a word. Don't you dare disobey. When she woke up, she ran away. You recognize her if you encountered. I'm getting to know her and all of her anger picked herself up, put her back together. Like Humpty Dumpty. Run your mouth to keep her scared. You expected her to care. Now, this song is supposed to be about a girl who had a really bad partnership. It's the same old story. The music industry constantly creates and paints and promotes. Watch the music video, and you see these robotic-like girls being produced by machines and placed on stage with guitars. And the operator controlling the situation throws the girls off the stage when it doesn't like them anymore and the operator has this feminine characteristic but also has this black and well black face and then a white face just pure black and then pure white uh kind of looks like a a, a, some kind of japanese like demon Uh, i pause the song there because as this character is throwing these manufactured pop stars off stage as if you know that doesn't just tell you everything um the pop stars that are replacing these other pop stars assuming they're pop stars have blonde wigs on and uh well they take the blonde wig off like miley cyrus i mean do do we not see what's happening here they take the blonde wig off and then let's finish the song there goes the blonde wig and then they begin levitating They drop back on stage, and then they rip their faces off. So they are indicating multiple personalities. The controller is very unhappy about that in the video. 
raises them up in the air with some magical power and bends them backwards like some kind of, uh, you know, Jedi and then smashes them into the stage. There's, there's certainly just, there's no meaning here. It just, it's all about a bad relationship. Give her a face, give her a name that isn't hers, then make her yours. Say she's adored, call her a whore, then pick her up, throw her on the floor. Give her a taste, take it away, under your thumb, tell her to stay, don't say a word, don't disobey. When she woke up, she ran away. Now maybe this song has all the meaning that Mariah Rose says that it has. It's it's all about her past partnership, and I, I think that is the partnership with Titanic Sinclair. I'm, I'm uncertain about that. But her partnership, her former collaborator, uh, who created the robot-like character of Poppy. And now Poppy has control over her own music, and so she's making this song. And maybe this is a way for Mariah Rose to reach out and to, like Britney Spears, let the world know that this is what is happening in the music industry. That Poppy is one of these manufactured robotic pop stars. And they are an alter ego. I mean, she even has a song, Bleach Blonde Baby. It's all about the blonde hair, like Hannah Montana and all the others, altering the personality, altering the image. And then there's a handler, and the handler controls the singers. And when the handler doesn't like what the singers and the performers are doing, the handler gets rid of them and brings in new ones. This isn't a metaphor for the industry. This is literally, with the exception of the levitation, but then again, I don't know what goes on. Maybe they do levitate. This is exactly what is happening in the music industry. And then they take the blonde wig off and they take the mask off and they become their own person. This is what Britney Spears was saying a week before this video and song called Her came out from Poppy or Mariah Rose. It's exactly what Britney Spears was saying, except this is summed up in a three minute, 44 second song. I also want to read you something here. This is from Transformation of America by Kathy O'Brien. She talks about her involvement in CIA mind control slavery, being trafficked to powerful rich people uh, in country music and in politics. Uh, Senator Byrd was one of the people who handled her along with Hillary and Bill Clinton, uh, George Bush Sr. and Jr., along with a number of others. Uh, she mentions a Michigan State Senator Guy Vanderjagt as well. It's just one of the names that popped up on this page here. She said that things like fairy tales, fairy tales and fairy tale themes, I'm going to read you this quote, fairy tale themes were used to confuse fantasy with reality, particularly Disney stories and The Wizard of Oz, which provided the base for future programming. I lost myself in the books my father suggested I read. The Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, Island of the Blue Dolphins, Disney Classics, and Cinderella, all of which were used in conditioning my mind for what soon would become mind control programming. Mind control programming. By doing what? Confusing 
fantasy, and reality. That is all entertainment programming does. It confuses reality and fantasy, fantasy and reality. That's all the music industry does. And they use sacred concepts and sacred symbols to show you the defiling and the desecration of the innocent, the desecration of the rose. And so I tell you tonight, there is zero coincidence that Britney Spears gives this testimony on June 23rd. And whether it was scripted or not, she comes out this week, mid-July, and she has her red and black lingerie on, says, back to red, to promote her project, Rose. And a week after her testimony about what goes on behind the scenes, from the IUD forcing to the lithium to the changing naked in front of a bunch of people, to the forcing of her to perform and not have control over her own finances or her own you know, person, Poppy or Mariah Rose releases a video called Her. And although it might be about her former collaborator, and probably is, it also tells us what the industry does to these young girls and even young boys. It tells us what they do. Give her a face, give her a name that isn't hers, then make her yours. Say she's adored, call her a whore, then pick her up, throw her on the floor. Give her a taste, take it away, under your thumb, tell her to stay, don't say a word, don't disobey. When she woke up, she ran away. When we all wake up from this programming and this mind control, hopefully we, I know I have, you can run away from all of it. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please visit our website, especially if you enjoy this show and you'd like to hear more shows like this. Listen to our I'm a Slave for You show about Britney Spears airing last week. Other shows from this week, everything in the archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the archive, get access to the montages, the digital books, everything. www.thesecretteachings.info. Check out my books if you want to know more on the music industry, The Technological Elixir, or on Symbols, Occult Arcana, all of them also on the website. Our affiliate sponsors are there, Pro One Water Filters and US Plus Health. The slider bar at the top of the page. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Contact us at rdgable at yahoo.com and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time is up. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.